Welcome to the Princess and the Bee podcast, the place to be to build your empire as queen of your body, business, and life. I'm your host, Kimberly Spencer, founder of crownyourself.com, and I'm an award-winning coach, Amazon best-selling author, and multi-passionate entrepreneur. Each week, I give you the systems, strategies, and success stories to help you master your mindset, communicate with ease, and triple your productivity so you make the income and the impact you deserve. Imagine this podcast as your weekly spark of inspiration as you take it to the next level with all the bees of your life, body, business, bank account, boys and babies. Let's make it rain. Hello, my fellow sovereigns, and welcome back to another episode of The Princess and the Bee. I am so excited to be here with you today, this week, because it has been an extraordinary week. Literally a dream come true this week, and I could not be more grateful. So as always, take a hot second to give yourself a shower of gratitude for something that you are massively grateful for and for choosing content that uplifts and inspires and champions and challenges you to grow into becoming the queen of your life and your business and your body and of your kingdom, which is every person who gets to come in contact with you. So this week, my TEDx talk came out. And I, it, it has felt like it was another Colton pregnancy because with my pregnancy with Colton, he was two weeks late and ideally you can't hear him screaming in the background. He's absolutely losing his freaking mind. Um, he's hanging out with my husband and I just, oh, I just, I just hear him. He's, he's got some teeth coming in. But when I was pregnant with Colton, he was two weeks overdue and I was nervous and I had to hold the faith that my baby was coming out at some point. I knew he would. There's only one exit. And eventually he did come. And in record time too. I mean, by the time I started having contractions with him, it was it was a very short labor into like actual active labor. Like I was only in labor for two hours. It was crazy pants fast. My midwife wasn't able to even able to um, get here in time. And that's very much what this TEDx talk felt like. Uh, once I delivered it in Corumbin at the actual live event in front of an audience, which felt so good to be in front of an audience again. After I delivered it, I was waiting for the, the moment. When, like, when is it going to come out? When is it going to come out? And finally, this week it came out and I am just beyond grateful. The feedback that I have gotten and just been able to receive from everyone who's listened to it and the the link is in the description below so you can listen to it and watch it. And the feedback that I got from my family because it was a deeply personal story about my father and, and sharing some experiences that I've never shared before in public um, and finally being open about certain things that happened to me in my childhood and 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 allowing for that and my family receiving it so dang well and just getting so many um, messages of encouragement and and it, it's it's been amazing and so today I wanted to come on because we did a special with uh, our Queen TV where I did all the step by steps of uh, the preparation and what it, I what 
you know, the steps that I took to, to become a TEDx speaker and and the steps that I took to prepare for it and all the all the wonderful steps. But as you know, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, what it always comes down to is the biggest B of all, which is belief. You see, I've desired a TEDx talk since I knew what TEDx was, since I saw Simon Sinek, I think was my first TEDx talk or a TED talk that I saw. And then I've watched them um, sporadically throughout the years, for years. And recently, only in the past three years, it's been on my vision board. And I've just, I've imagined it and I've, I've dreamed of it. And, and I've thought, you know, this is, this is, I've known it was going to happen for me. I just didn't know when. And that's why I wanted to come on and really speak to you about the belief here in a much more intimate setting with just me and my microphone and you and your beautiful listening ears in order to share with you about the belief that I've been able to hold and cultivate for three years that this was going to happen because I can give you the step-by-steps and I can give you all the tools to prep and I can give you all those things, but without the belief, all of those are invalid. It's just spinning your wheels. Like if you don't, if you're submitting for podcasts or TEDx talks or applying and you don't actually believe that you're going to get one and you don't actually believe that you're going to book something, then you're not. It's like what Henry Ford said, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. And so I hope today that I can demonstrate through this podcast episode the belief, the faith that I've been able to cultivate through this experience and through trusting that it was going to happen. Trusting and knowing and that deep sense of knowing and leaning into that intuitive trust because the belief is the baseline. So you can follow the steps, but this is the key. So I have believed, I have known in my gut, I decided, as my TEDx talk is really about, becoming a warrior for possibility, I decided that I was going to have a TEDx talk that it was happening. I decided it was happening. I put it on my vision board. It's been on my vision board for three years. In 2019, I brought uh, someone onto this podcast because I had an opportunity based on another speaking engagement that I had had in Davenport, Iowa, that there was a possibility that I could be in the running, that I was in the running for um, an August 2020 TED Talk. We all know what happened in 2020. So, and to top it off, I had brought in one of the organizers from that TEDx event in in Davenport to speak on this podcast. And what she told me on this podcast, and if you, I'll link to her interview down below, is really it takes a lot of prep. It takes a lot of prep of the preparing the speech, get nailing down your one big idea, delivering it, rehearsing it. And she suggested that it takes about six months. And so 
being that last year it, this was about October uh, it was about October 2019 November 2019 that I was in talks with the organizers to to be one of the potential speakers for an August 2020 TEDx event I thought oh my gosh I'm perfectly absolutely going to have enough time to prepare 100% and so I'd started collecting ideas in a Google Drive folder for the potential idea, the one big idea, because that's really what TEDx is founded on. It's it's not you sharing so much your personal story, but it's really you giving your one big idea. And it can be in encased in your personal story like mine was, but your one big idea is the idea that's driving the talk. Um, and so... I had kept several Google Drive folders of different options of things that I would talk on. And one was um, becoming a warrior for possibility. Because ever since um, my I staged my dad's intervention and then after Declan was born and the things that followed after Declan was born, I had decided and it was just a phrase that I coined and I said I am a warrior for possibility and I will fight for the possibilities for my child because my son has been defying doctor's beliefs since in utero um, and fighting for the possibilities of my dad of seeing and, and fighting for the possibilities of my clients sometimes again sometimes when they don't even you know see them for themselves and yet, so I've, I've deci- I decided back in like 2018 that I was a warrior for possibility. And I was like, hmm, that'd be a good idea for, that'd be a one big idea for a TEDx talk. So it went into a file with about four or five others. And I kept acting as if one of these was going to come to fruition. And 2020 happened. And I was like, well, <laughs> here we are in Australia. We're not flying back to the States anytime soon at this point. So uh, yeah, Davenport, Iowa off the table. And 2020 pandemic, we didn't know any what, if anything else was on the table for live events. And then because Queensland has been pretty much open um, to Queenslanders, so since only since the major lockdown that everyone was in, um, and then we only had a few snap lockdowns recently, um, but those only last for like three days or seven days or something. Um, everything else has been pretty much back to normal. And we've been operating, like I've been able to go to restaurants and doctor's appointments and events, live events, festivals. It's been pretty normal. So, and everybody from Australia wants to move to Queensland. Like the exodus from Victoria has just been crazy. Um so we're blessed to be in this spot. And I thought, you know, what if what if I did have a TEDx talk in Queensland? And so I did exactly what I stated in my in the Queen TV uh, episode of how I became a TEDx speaker. And I did those steps. But what it came down to was less about the steps. And it was more about the decision. I followed my curiosity. I decided that it was possible. I decided that it was possible for me to give a TEDx talk. I didn't want to do an online TED, TEDx talk. I didn't even know that those were happening. I didn't even know that you could do an online TED, TEDx talk. I wanted to do a live event. I wanted to do it in front of an audience. I wanted to do it just like, you know, all the TEDx speakers that you have seen before 2020 in front of a live audience. I wanted that live audience. And I was like, well, in Queensland, that's possible. And I just decided that that was happening. I made a decision. 
And I didn't know how. I didn't know when. But I looked at the possibilities and I emailed a few possibilities. And I trusted and I had faith. And I emailed a few of those possibilities and some of them didn't get back to me. One did. One out of like four or five emails that I sent for the (laughs) only four or five events that were happening in, in the entire state of Queensland, which is a pretty large state. It's like Queensland is about the size if you combined California, Nevada, Arizona, Oregon, and Utah. It's like that. That's how large the state is. It's quite it's quite massive. Um, so there was some that I would have to, like, had I received that opportunity, I would have had to travel a bit to get to it. And the one that I found out that I got, that I found out that I was in the running for, I found out on the day that Colton was born. On the day. And here it is again. Here's, like, the, the, the thing that I decided I decided against the possibilities of being, you know, an American living abroad, pregnant with a second baby. I didn't know, like, I obviously knew when I was going to give birth. So, and and anything could have happened. You know, pandemic times, things sometimes shut down, some things sometimes didn't. And yet I still, I still chose to take the aligned action and reach out. It just so happened that one of the TEDx organizers, that their topic was on possibilities. And so I sent an email and I found out, I just had this gut instinct, this intuitive hit to check my email 16 hours after I had given birth. 16 hours. My husband jokes because it took me three days to get on my computer after the first one. My second one, it took me 16 hours. <laughs> and so there I was. And I, I'm honestly, I'm not the best with email. I'm just not. And I'm, it's a practice that I have chosen to start working on and leaning into. But in the past, I've just not been good with email. And yet this day, today, I chose to lean in and take a peek on June 1st, 16 hours after, after I'd given birth. And there it was. I'd gotten an uh, email from the organizer saying that they wanted to meet. And things being what they were, I kept holding the faith and I just, I had a gut hit and I just knew. And I was like, this is mine. This is mine. And I kept trying to meet with the organizers for, we met in uh, July, August passed, halfway through September. Halfway through, so all of June, all of July, all of August, I'd been trying to set a date and time with the organizers, and it just wasn't happening. I still kept the faith. The TEDx talk wasn't until October, October 9th. In September 18th, we finally met. September 18th was also what would have been my parents' 52nd anniversary. And my dad passed away in January of 2020, 2021. September 18th, I go to meet the organizers. And I just have a gut feeling. This is three weeks before the show. Three weeks. And they only had one spot left. 
and I chatted with them. I shared a bit about my story, about um, how I became a warrior for possibility. And they said, well, we know you're a professional speaker. We know you've done this before. Do you think you, though, can be ready in three weeks? And I hesitated. And I took a moment to check in with my body, with my gut, with my intuition. And immediately, my ego pipes up. Three weeks? That's crazy. You'll never be ready. Right? Because that's what the ego's job is. It's to keep us safe. That's what, our, that's what fear's job is. It's to keep us safe. It's to keep us small. It's to keep us where we are. Because growth, visibility are things that can be scary. Are things that go against um, the, the primal hardwiring of our biological hardwiring that says standing out, leaning into greater visibility can be scary because that makes you more vulnerable. And so I listened to my fear for a hot second, screaming at me, and I thought, you're right. I'll never be ready. I'll never be ready whether it's in three weeks, three months, or three years. So what's the fucking difference? And what followed out of my mouth was just yes, 100%, absolutely. I will be ready. I got the last spot on the roster. I still held the faith. And just to give you an idea of how much faith I had, I was a part of a mastermind back in the spring of this year. Um, spring for actually U.S. It was more my my fall, winter. I'm still a little lost on the Australian seasons um, just because it's, it's flipped for us. But I was, it was when I was pregnant, it was back in like January to March, I was a part of a mastermind. And it just so happened, as the universe and all her divine timing would have it, that one of the women I was in this executive mastermind with was a coach for TEDx speakers. And she had helped major CEOs like the CEO of Salesforce and other uh, CEOs up in the Bay Area prepare for their TEDx talks. And so I held the faith that I was going to meet with the organizers and I reached out to her and I said, there is a high probability that I am going to have a TEDx talk in the next five weeks. And if that's the case, will you be able to make space for me to coach me? And she was like, yeah. And I said, great. Stay tuned. <laughs> and so three weeks and before the big event, I get the last spot and I have three weeks to fully write, prepare, and rehearse this talk. And this is where the faith comes in. And it was in those moments that I trusted that I would take the aligned, diligent action. And this is my new favorite word is diligence rather than hard work. So there's a difference between diligence and hard. Hard is basically making things hard for hard sake. And diligence is there are certain steps, specific steps that will move you fastest to your goal. Hard is like spinning your wheels. Hard, you can press the gas pedal really hard, but unless you are building traction, you're not going anywhere. So you're just hearing that 
versus diligent, you are gently pressing on that pedal and pushing and, and maneuvering the car to, to, to get that little bit of gumption to, to get out and go. And so that diligence, I took diligent action immediately. I reached out to uh, my speaker coach, Rachel Rodriguez, who I will link to her LinkedIn in the description here. And I reached out to her. I said, I got it. Let's go. <laughs> Let's do this. And so I, I said the first week was going to be spent on crafting the talk. And the second two weeks would really be pr- uh, spent, the second week would be spent on preparation. And the third week would be spent on polishing. And so I knew I had deadlines that I had to meet. Now, with a new baby, a three-month-old, I needed extra support. So I also put Declan, my four-year-old, in extra days at pre-kindy, and they were super supportive. My husband shifted into full-time dad duty. So he normally watches the kids while I'm working. Um, And this time, I just took extra – there was going to be extra work. There was going to be extra time. And so he was full-time dad. And mind you, I'm still running my business. So we're still managing a team of four. And, you know, we were in the middle of our Communication Queen's founders launch, uh, like right before. And so I was building that program, which is now um, available. If you're listening to this on Monday when this is coming out, then you can still enroll in Communication Queens for the next few days for our second class. Our students have already started booking podcasts within the first few weeks and profiting from podcasts is exactly what I teach you about in the strategy, which makes it different than any other uh, podcasting course because I will teach you exactly how to profit from it. So I was building this course curriculum at the same time of raising a three-month-old, having a four-year-old, and doing a TED Talk. That was a lot. Plus the TED Talk, it wasn't like it was on some like cerebral, logical data speech. It was a highly personal talk about something that I am still processing, which is my dad's death. So... I hired the coach. I went through the process. I went through a few dark nights of the soul, which you will be able to see in our behind the scenes vlog of all the the breakthroughs and revelations that I had. I wanted to really document this experience and give you a perspective as to uh, the actual shift to give you a peek into my life. So make sure you're subscribed to Queen TV to watch out for that. But by hiring this TED, my TEDx coach, I I I felt ready and I was prepared until I find out that I'm like I write the first draft of the speech and oh my gosh it was like 60 minutes long which to, by TEDx standards I was given 12 minutes for the speech uh, TEDx you cannot go over 18 minutes so I had to chop 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 I had to chop up that baby. And oh, that sounds awful. That's an awful phrase. But <laughs> I had to, I had to leave leave some goods on the floor. And fortunately, my my speaker coach is also a writer, and so she was able to help me condense and 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 hone that. And so that was still another piece that was that was 
you know, nerve wracking. And I still held the faith. I kept on holding the faith that I was going to do the TED Talk. The TED Talk was going to be amazing. The TED Talk would reach exactly the amount of people that it's supposed to reach. It would it would touch the right lives, hit the right heartstrings. It was going to land. I kept the faith. The same weekend that my that the TED Talk event was supposed to happen, there were rumblings of another snap lockdown happening. Rumblings. Now, I chose to not listen to those rumblings there because Queensland had started to get, I think we had like 12 cases and they have shut down for like set, like at nine cases they had the last lockdown. So they were pushing it to 12. Fortunately, though, it just so happened that the uh, some football game, like a major football game was happening in Queensland. And for some reason, this major football game with 42,000 fans come bussing in to come to this game, fortunately, the government decided not to shut down the state. I just kept holding the faith. It just so happened that that same weekend, that footy game was happening. I think it was a footy game. That's what they call it in Australia. And the government chose not to shut down the state and allow 42,000 people to watch a footy game. And thus, 150 people were able to gather together and watch a TEDx presentation in Corumban. So I kept holding the faith. I kept practicing as if. And as well, I wanted my husband to be there for it. Spike and I haven't had a date like a proper date, just he and I, since the night before my dad died. And back then I was pregnant. So I was pregnant and there was only one child to be watched, not two. And grandma is 8,000 miles away. And I have, I've never left my four-month-old with anyone. And I didn't feel comfortable hiring a babysitter who I'd never met before. And then I, I really, really wanted him to be there though. I, I, Spike has been one of my greatest supports. I wanted him to see me. I want. I knew he would be so proud. I wanted him to be a part of that experience, um, especially because he'd been on full time dad duty and hadn't had a break from two, you know, young boys. And I thought it'd be really awesome for us to have a night out together. And I just was like, I prayed to the universe. I was like, God, I just, I really would love him to be there. And I asked a few of my friends who are live around town and who I'm comfortable, who, who know Declan and Colton and are supportive, um, and all of them were working. And I was like, oh, who could I ask? Who, who do I trust enough to ask? And I, I just, I couldn't think of someone until I had another divine download. And I reached out to a friend of mine who lives two hours away in Brisbane or it's, it's more like an hour, but it's like an hour and a half train ride or, um, and it, it, like, I thought that's like asking something like in California, if you're dating someone who is in Venice beach and you live in the Valley, you, the relationship isn't going to work. Like, it's just kind of like a belief system that Californians have that we just don't travel. <laughs> like We just don't travel that far for friends. Um, and 
and I've always disagreed with that belief because meanwhile, my I decided to like run off with a man and date a man who was down in San Diego. So I've never agreed with that belief, but I didn't think I've never known any fellow Californian to to like want to travel two hours. Like that's like asking someone from Santa Barbara to come down and to Los Angeles and watch my children. So I thought, no, uh, no, I like I, I'll ask, but I'm sure it's going to be a no. And, I, and my brain was just thinking, oh, she'll never say yes. It's too far. Like, just do it alone. It's totally fine if you do it by yourself. And my gut, again, said just trust. And literally two days before the event, my friend texted me. She's like, so, you know, do you still want me to come down? And I was like, I, like, is it, I, are you sure? <laughs> and she said, yeah, it's totally fine. And I was like, Okay. And so she came down that day for the TEDx talk, for the talk. My husband and I, Spike and I, we got our first date night since then, since in 10 months. Oh my gosh. Like the first date night in 10 months, just he and I. And it happened and I did it. And that is really what the TEDx talk was about. It's about making the decision and deciding to hold the faith even when the evidence doesn't look like it's going to happen. Like the evidence looked like another lockdown was going to happen. The evidence looked like the organizers were going to book up and I thought that, you know, that there was no way that they would bring on someone to speak three weeks before their actual event. Someone who they, by the way, had never seen speak. Like, they checked me out on my website, obviously, and they saw that I had, like, multiple speaking things and that I was comfortable speaking, so they checked me out. But they'd never, like, seen me up on stage speaking because we're still putting, like, my video editor is still putting together my fancy speaking reel. Because I didn't think it was that it wasn't a priority for me because in 2020, there were no speaking gigs happening. So all they did was just meet me and have a heart-to-heart connection and from that connection, it came from this TEDx talk. It wasn't from just some step-by-step protocol. It was from trusting my heart, trusting that this was going to happen, trusting that this vision was going to come true, and also being easy if it didn't. Like, I also surrendered when the possibilities looked like we were going to go into another lockdown. I also surrendered. I'm like, you know what, God? If not this, then another one. If not this, if if not this, then something better. And I also trusted in that. So I, it's like that um, that thirty eight special song, "Hold On Loosely." I had the goal. I held on, but I wasn't attached to if that to that specific one. If it wasn't that, it was going to be something better. And that is a belief that I have cultivated over the past four years. If it's not this, then it's something better. If it's not this potential client if that who I think, oh my God, this person is perfect for me. Like they're got, like, we, I will help change their life. Like well, I feel that connection. And then they say, no, I don't think so or not the right time. That's, it's that same belief of hold on loosely. Okay, if it's not this and something better. If it's not this and something better. And that belief served in cultivating the foundation for this amazing event to happen 
this literal dream that I've had for years to manifest into reality. The belief in the possibility, holding the faith despite what, you know, quote unquote people who are realistic or what quote unquote reality would say, oh no, this is what's going to happen. Despite that and saying, no, 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 I'm leaning into the possibility that it can, it still is possible. And on the day of, I rocked it. And then four weeks later, like I was told that the, the turnaround date would probably be within, you know, two weeks. And it was another two weeks of me like waiting for it to come out. And we shot like all this uh, TEDx content and in to be able to, you know, build on this, the, the momentum of the talk and all the Queen TV episodes. And my team was like, when is this episode coming out? Because we've had all the videos in the pipeline, like ready, ready, ready to go. And still it was not coming out. And then finally, bam, perfect timing. This week it came out or this, this past last week. It came out and it felt so good. And it was also, it came out right after my cousin's wedding. So it didn't take the spotlight from her big day um, for my family to be able to support me in that as well. And that is trusting in divine timing. That is choosing to take diligent, aligned action So I hope this story serves as inspiration to hold the faith to your dreams. Hold on loosely, like I held on loosely back in August, you know, August of, or October, November of 2019 that, you know, I was going to have a TEDx talk and I thought for sure it was going to happen. And then it didn't look like that was happening. And I didn't let that dissuade my faith that it was going to happen. Just because something isn't happening right now doesn't mean it's not coming. Doesn't mean just because something, and this has been the lesson consistently of this past year, whether it was Colton or my TEDx talk or, uh, hitting our income goals. Like we had one of our best months in August, like literally our best month ever. And I knew that we were able to achieve that. Like I just knew that that was going to be our new standard. And I knew that it was going to happen. And I trusted. And I also held on loosely whether it was like, if we don't hit it this month, we'll hit it next month. If we don't, if we don't, like it's holding on loosely to the goals of trusting that it is coming in divine and perfect timing exactly when It is supposed to for you of when it will be of the most opportune time of when it will serve at its best. And so keep acting as if keep taking that diligent action. Keep trusting that if you haven't achieved your dream yet, the key is that that word is yet. And that you will be able to achieve it and it will happen. And that it not only will happen, it is happening now it is happening because I think about if I had tried to force my timing with Colton or with any other thing in this past year if I had tried to force certain timing then I wouldn't have been ready for it or he wouldn't have been ready or the world wouldn't have been ready or my family wouldn't have been ready for that moment but it's in those moments of of preparation and trust and holding the faith of saying this is happening 
Like I know if my TEDx talk, if the one that I had applied to, one of the ones was like in February, that was like a month after my dad's death. I wouldn't have been able to deliver the, the speech because I wouldn't have processed grief enough. So it came at the divine timing. So how can you learn to trust that just because your dream doesn't look like it's happening at this moment, that it still is happening? I encourage you to look for the evidence on a daily basis of the fact that your dreams are manifesting into physical reality right now. Your dreams are happening. It's happening right now. Hold the faith. Keep taking diligent action. And it will manifest into your physical reality. If this episode served you, if you love this episode, then drop us a review on iTunes. I love sharing your reviews inside our community. And every review helps spread the message far and wide, helping people to believe that their dreams are possible and cultivate those beliefs of deeper belief in yourself, of deeper belief in the possibility that your dreams are working just as hard to get to you as you are to them. And it's happening now. So drop us a review on iTunes. I would so appreciate it. And if you love this episode, take a screenshot of it and share it in your Instagram stories. I also love sharing your posts, your breakthroughs, your ahas in our Instagram. So let us know what was your big aha from this story. I hope this inspired you to trust more that it is safe that your dreams are coming to you, that it is safe to be more visible, it is safe to stand out, and to trust in the fact that your life is a testimony for possibility and that people are watching your testimony of what is possible unfold. So I hope this podcast today was a testimony that if you desire to have a TEDx talk and to become a TEDx speaker, that it is also possible for you. I love you so much. Thank you for listening. And I will see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If what you heard resonated with you, be sure to subscribe and share your breakthroughs and ahas with me by leaving a review on iTunes so I can keep the magic flowing your way. And if you aren't already following us on social media, come experience the extra inspiration and queenly convos on Instagram at crownyourselfnow or visit our website at crownyourself.com. I am so excited to connect with you in the next episode. And in the meantime, go out there and create a body, business, and life that rules.